Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on the Recruitment Roundup podcast, which is brought to you by BMS Performance. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, BMS Performance is a specialist sales and marketing recruitment consultancy. For the last 30 years, we've been helping businesses across the UK recruit for vacancies at every level. I'm your host, Mike Leather, and every week I'll be joined by a new guest where we'll get stuck into the latest trends in regards to recruitment. We'll talk about insights, we share ideas, we share experiences, and ultimately we look to provide value to fundamentally help you, you whether or not you're a hiring manager, a business leader, or part of an internal talent team to recruit smarter, faster, and more effectively. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Sophie Mendham. Sophie, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Good. And we're going to dive into that, into today the world of marketing recruitment. But before we do that, Sophie, why don't you give the audience some background on yourself? Mm-hmm. What got you into recruitment in the first place um, and what you do at BMS? Yeah, sure. So a um, bit about me. So I sit within the marketing recruitment team. So I support hiring managers and finding great marketing talent to join their team. Now, this could be anything in terms of industry rise across tech, SaaS, um, events, media, and so on, and anything from the assistant, executive level, all the way through to sort of like CMO and director right. level, um, but also everything in between in terms of the specialist roles, such as like SEO content. Um, and my background, I kind of feel like fell into recruitment, and I, I guess As like anybody knows, that you speak to, yeah, yeah, everyone kind of falls into it. Um, But my background has always been in sales. So it's very sort of linked up in terms of the skill set there anyway. Um, So whether that's sort of like my background was ed tech, um, tech sales. Um, So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Good, good, good. And you've been in for getting on for, um, I think you're in your third year, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Just started my third year. So, uh, yeah, exciting times ahead. So you work on a whole variety of different marketing vacancies. What sort of mm-hmm. sectors do you specialise in? Yeah, so weirdly, and I don't know how it's come about, but I just kind of um, end up having lots of the events and media businesses come towards okay. me, um, which I have absolutely no complaint about. I find it really interesting in terms of the different events that are out there targeting different sectors. Um, and so they, I would say, are i my personal predominant ones, but as a team, we have lots within sort of the tech, fintech, SaaS, okay. um, all, all B2B businesses. Yeah. Okay, great. So we were really keen to get you on here today, Sophie. Um, you know, based on your experience, you've been really successful during your time at BMS so far. Um, we wanted to find out from from you, you know, what com- what companies can do who are recruiting for marketing vacancies and how they can recruit most effectively as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess a good starting point for this would be to, to understand you know, what is happening in the world of marketing recruitment right now. You've mentioned then that you recruit in the tech space. We know the tech space has had its challenges with some yeah. redundancies. So a good way to start this from a, a general overview perspective would be, I guess, yeah, you know, what is happening in the in the world of marketing recruitment in your perspective? Yeah, so um, funny you say that. So after sort of like the last 12 months or so, um, sort of give or take, it it's kind of completely flipped so 
it's quite refreshing at the moment. Um, if we stick with the events sort of side of the business, um, yeah. a few of my key clients and key accounts there, it's really refreshing to see them sort of opening up now that sort of like COVID has yeah. allowed them to carry on with their events. So it's really nice to see them opening up, expanding their teams and their businesses um, and sort of seeing that market slowly develop and grow. Um, and as you just said, Mike, in terms of the tech side of things, we are seeing a lot more in terms of the redundancies. And it mm. happens to be within the the marketing team that they are just sort of really diminishing them. Really? So you're having a lot of these yeah. sort of marketing tech um, candidates that are, are now on the market looking looking for roles as well. Um, but at the same time, they, well, we've got a few handful of um businesses that are also saying sort of within the tech fintech SaaS side of things that are really making a lot of investment within to their marketing teams mm. and really seeing the development and going right okay we need to really expand put the value and the money into the marketing team and then just soar from there um yeah. so as a whole I, i'd say marketing recruitment is it is steady at the at the moment it's at a good pace Okay. How um with with all that that you said there um how sort of candidate driven versus employer driven would you say that the, the marketing recruitment market is at right now? Yeah, I definitely say it's candidate driven. Yeah. Um, candidates are coming on. I'll speak to somebody, let's say this morning, for example, um, and then sort of by end of the week, start of next week, they're already off the market. Really? Um, the life yeah. cycle is that fast yeah really quickly um so there's there's a few sort of hints and tips i like to give my clients in terms of supporting them in terms of securing that candidate and, and making things a, a lot quicker for them if there is somebody that they really like okay cool well we can definitely come on to onto those as, as actual yeah. takeaways and that, as I said at the beginning that was one of the main reasons we wanted to, to get you on here to help the audience who are recruiting for marketing vacancies um, recruit more effectively you know equip them with some tips and tricks of how they can fill the roles more quicker but um, why don't we um, discuss you know, why are companies that are finding it hard to fill the vacancies um, mm. in, in your experience why is that at the moment why are companies struggling to fill the marketing roles? Yeah now none of us really like bringing up the topic of covid and mm. i get that it's the, the sort of like the dreaded c word nowadays but i do think that that had a massive effect in a lot of businesses within their marketing team now as i said earlier some businesses are sort of still recovering from that as soon as everything sort of reopened they did a mass hire and mm. now they're like oh okay things have eased down now actually we need to take a step back and it just so happens that the marketing team are the ones that they're making cuts on. You have the other side of the businesses that didn't do that mass hire and they're now wanting to invest a lot more into the marketing team. So I'd say COVID played a very difficult part within the marketing team um, and marketing um, sort of structure within businesses. Mm. Um, but sometimes it was sort of like first in first out so I feel like some companies and candidates sort of felt like that yeah. um I would say that sometimes it's been the misalignment when it comes down to companies misalignment from what their salary expectations are to what they are asking for in terms of the experience now COVID what three years ago now yeah. The, the salary expectations from a candidate that, let's say, was had three years experience, B 
B2B marketing is completely different to what it was then to what it is now. Um, and sort of being at BMS of like coming on to three years now, it's even I know I can look at a CV now and go, right, okay, I just know what salary they're going to look for. Yeah. Um, and the jump in, in it is, is ridiculous. Um, and I don't think companies are being able to, to catch up with that change. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a transition period that um, the market's gone through, hasn't it? I remember having yeah. this conversation with with my team twelve months ago, where we were seeing salaries starting to really inflate and inflate and inflate, and you had um, companies that um, were on board with it and they could pay what they needed to to attract the talent, mm-hmm. but then you had other companies, a lot of the the bigger the corporates who were um, who were regimented with their salary bandings yeah. and they weren't able to um, flex with the pace that they needed to mm-hmm. in order to recruit the, the the talent that they that they that they were after mm-hmm. um there was also internal politics at play because people hadn't had pay rises um during covid or even people were paid less than the market rate pre-covid so they were even in a harder position and yeah. i know certainly in the, in the sales world the majority of candidates now they come to us they want a new role they're looking for anything between five and ten k on top of the basics to move um and from a a marketing perspective um what sort of trends are you seeing now in terms of um on the candidate side so when they're coming to you what what are they looking for in order to to move you know salary benefits working conditions etc yeah so i definitely say sort of going on your point there salary is definitely one of them and and it's the same in terms of as you just said mike in terms of the the amount that they're looking for in terms of the jump it is people are looking for around sort of a 10%, if yeah. not sort of slightly more in terms of the basic. Um, a lot of the candidates that I'm speaking to invested so much in themselves during the COVID period, taking on different courses, skill sets, yeah. learning lots of different things within marketing that they add onto their CV. Now, you and I both know that it doesn't matter how much sort of academy university degrees skill sets that you might have on your your cv it looks more in terms of your experience and hands-on whereas candidates don't always see that they say okay well i've got this checklist i want my salary to affect like to to represent that as well um wider benefits um i feel like that has already always been one but this is a lot larger in terms of what i'm seeing with candidates now and it's not necessarily just the social side and the incentives and after work mm. drinks and dinners, such as mental health is being playing a big part. Right. Um, right. Dental, healthcare. Um, I've spoken to a few candidates now where it's sort of more around pat leave, maternity leave, um, fertility treatments as well. I've had a few candidates sort of really? bring that up and ask. Oh. Yeah. Um, discounted gym memberships, those um and and hybrid working is fundamentally sort of up there in the top three as well yeah hybrid working is an an interesting topic because there's 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 a lot of companies where whilst they'll offer hybrid working they don't offer hybrid working to new starters they want the new starters sometimes to be in the office four or five days a week yeah and what have you seen on that particular um, topic and like what impact is is that having on companies ability to recruit for their marketing vacancies yeah it is a lot harder um and 
I think that's where it comes down to sort of managing their expectations in terms of the amount of candidates that there we are going to um, be able to send across to them in terms of the CVs, get them interested as well. Um, when you come to sort of new starters, like part of me does agree with them. If you are a yeah. new starter within the business, yeah, actually it's it's very good to be in the business and be in the office for yeah. let's say four or five days a week for your first month, two weeks or so on, and then go down to hybrid working. Yeah. I do personally see the benefits in that. Yeah. Um, whether it needs to be for the whole probation or not, mm, yeah. I think that's up for discussion. Um, but we have a few sort of clients here within marketing that are looking strictly five days a week um, right. that, that candidates need to be in. And we try to really sort of advise them, look, we're going to struggle to find somebody that wants to do that given the current market. We're helping similar businesses and so on. Um, but it, it's just what they do as a working policy as a business. So you get the odd candidate that, does, that do really, really like it. But I think generations now that have just finished university that are now coming into sort of their working career all they have known is either fully remote or yeah. hybrid working I mean my background five days a week in the London office and so hybrid working is fairly new to me as well mm. whereas candidates now have been brought in going fully remote hybrid working so to then introduce them to five days a week is a bit of a shock to their system yeah. and they think no I don't want to yeah yeah, yeah, and they 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 see it as a as a backstep probably rather than yeah. something that's that's progressive. And it's interesting, isn't it, with you saying earlier on um, that the market is so candidate driven. Um, sometimes I think when we're recruiting for clients, they don't always appreciate that they're always going up against you know a hundred, two hundred, three hundred other employers, and it's mm. not just about how they can be um, competitive in their own field, but also how can they be competitive to the wider market as yeah. well? And if they're up against all these other companies that are offering two days, three days fully home working, then it might put them at a disadvantage. Um, yeah. But it'll, this will be an ongoing dialogue and one that I'm interested to see how it develops over the course of this year, because we are hearing more and more companies talk about having people in the office a little bit mm -hmm. more as well. Um, on, staying on the candidate side, um, um, we've spoken about this on other podcasts, but I'm interested to get your take on it from a marketing perspective. Mm -hmm. How are um, marketing candidates going about the job search? Like, What have you seen has changed at all in, 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 in that over the last 12 months? Yeah, quite a lot of them are like hot topic on LinkedIn. Um, that's where I find a lot of candidates there. Now, it used to be, I say used to be, sort of, when I first started, it was very hot on the job boards. Those is where I would find really key outstanding candidates, whereas now it's kind of completely flipped and a lot of candidates are now using LinkedIn, whether that's to apply or whether that's to sort of change to open to work and they kind of sit back and wait for recruiter agencies to come to them. Right. Um, I'm finding a lot of graduates or sort of like six to nine months experience within B2B marketing tend to use the job boards rather than LinkedIn. Because obviously LinkedIn is where you can sort of lay out all of your experience. You can use the tag words, tag the businesses and really fill that page out to sort of sell yourself there. Mm. Um, whereas the junior candidates where it's sort of six to nine months experience don't necessarily have that just yet. 
Um, so that's why they lean more towards the, the job boards. Right, so it's a real mix still. So yeah. you've got a lot of passive candidates and they tend to be more uh, experienced candidates, people that might be a bit further on in the career. And mm. the more junior candidates are all very much advert advert led in terms of yeah. jobs. So that's interesting. OK, so yeah. I guess if you're if, if you're a CMO or you're marketing, marketing director or um, head of recruitment for a company that's recruiting um, marketers and you need to be fishing in both ponds, so to yeah. speak don't you so what would your um top three pieces of advice be like say i'm a, a cmo mm-hmm. recruiting for marketing vacancies in my team ones at different levels I might have a marketing exec i might have um, a more senior marketing role marketing manager something like that struggling to fill my vacancies because i'm just not getting through the, the volume or the, or the caliber of applicants that i need to what would your top three pieces of advice be that you would give to me to ease some of my, my pain um first one I'd just be I'd just say sell yourself sell the business in a way that um not only that you find engaging that if you were to let's say see your friend and and describe let's say take BMS yeah you want to describe it and sell it in such a way that they are going to be hooked and sort of fully invested um candidates buy into the business rather than the role the title and so on you stay there rather than the role itself the role is always going to change you're going to get more responsibilities less responsibilities you might get promotions whereas the business itself the core values are going to stay exactly the same and that's exactly what you want to sell um that would be number one i'd say that's the the most important um next i would probably say sort of a, a quick and but thorough interview process okay. um again so i've touched on this previously in terms of it being a very sort of candidate driven market um as i said sort of candidates coming in speak to them on the monday and they're off the market by sort of like the following week so if you can sort of do it in one week put those times in there now when we speak to clients now and we're supporting them with their job search uh, sorry not their job search their candidate search I will get their sort of time slots straight away and say right okay if we're going to support you okay I want some time slots in terms of when we can just instantly put candidates in your diary for you to interview um that way I've got their secure availability candidates we can just pop them straight in their diary as well yeah um we just press pause just on that point because that's an important one um i think um it requires trust from the client side in you but Mm -hmm. and and i think this would be a really really good um topic for our audience to hear about i might not have worked with a recruitment company in that way and they've already worked in a way where send a cv then you decide yes want to interview Mm -hmm. that person what are some of the benefits for a hiring manager employer of giving interview slots up front and trusting recruiters to put the best people in front of them yeah so first of all you're building that rapport straight away um second point of view is it's you're taking on board exactly what they've said which is why i feel like the first point of call that you have with them to understand the business really drill down understand the candidate you're then taking a step out of them for them to sit down review let's say seven CVs that you've sent over, trying to remember, okay, was it Tom that was very good? Was it Sarah? Who yeah. had that skill set? And try and make down. It's time consuming. They have a job of their own. 
we can take that weight off of you and be like, right, you said these are your top five points. This candidate has it. Pop them in for an interview. Let's catch up the following day to find out how they did. But also, is that the background that you are looking for? Because if it's not, right, let's regroup and find out what is. If it is, brilliant. Let's keep going and finding candidates for you. Um, so I definitely say it sort of takes time um, off of their hands and we're supporting with that again. Um, it builds that rapport. As I said, we're, we're putting our name out there as it is anyway. We need to back ourselves in terms of finding these great candidates. Um, if we're sending them over and we think that they are suitable for the job, then why shouldn't we be able to sort of yeah. pop them straight into their diary? Yeah, I think as as well on this point, and I've I've always thought from 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 my experience when I was at the you know on on the front line of recruiting for for years and years, um, it means that if you're a hiring manager, you actually get access to the top talent quicker because you don't yeah. have to go through the process and the CV wait for some feedback then have a call to discuss it you are trusting mm -hmm. your recruitment partner or indeed if you recruit directly this can still be a great way of mm -hmm. reducing the times hired just by setting interview dates beforehand and saying so if you work with a HR team or is it if it's you that um sifts through CVs as soon as you see someone that comes through that looks you know tick a couple of boxes just book them straight mm -hmm. in It'll make yeah. a massive difference. And um, going back to your point um, where you said um, sell yourself again, mm -hmm. this this takes me takes me back as well because I remember where you know, the odd time we'd have a candidate booked in for an interview and they'd say, "I've actually looked into the company and mm -hmm. I don't want to go for the interview now." Mm -hmm. I'd often say to the candidate, "Look, we ask we ask our clients to um, put the faith in us and trust us about who we put forward to them in the same way." You know, we'd, we'd ask you to trust us in who we're going to send you out to see. And that yeah. happened so many times where the candidate would come and they'd say, do you know what, I made up, I went for that interview. Like the job seemed OK on paper, but it wasn't really lighting my fire. But after meeting the hiring manager, mm. then I'm absolutely sold on them. So it goes back yeah. to what you said, buying into a company and seeing the company and thinking, do you know what, these are actually people that I'd want to work for or work with mm. even. Um what examples have you got on this subject then um, of, of clients of yours and don't have to name names, of course, but um, people that do this really well, because I think it'd be great for the audience to hear um, some feedback on this to make them maybe question things that they could do, how they could sell themselves better um, yeah. in the marketing space to recruit marketing, um, marketing yeah. talent. So I've got, obviously you won't name names, but I've got a key events business that I support regularly um and sort of they always every time I speak to them they always sort of come up with another sort of key fact or they'll come up with another um sort of differentiation from them to other events businesses that make them stand out from the crowd and that is definitely something that I always add into my job adverts when I'm recruiting for that particular business mm. um and I think it's really important when you've got a job advert to have let's say four or five bullet points at the top to really engage those candidates. And that's where you want your key facts. So when all of us are on the market, when candidates are on the market, they instantly want to know, right, what's the salary? So pop that on there as one of the top four or five. And then it's the key thing. So if they have events globally and you can go and you can go and travel all around the world to these events, brilliant. For some people, that's amazing. You can pop that up there. And it's certain things like that that um, 
this key client of mine always comes in with um, to make them differentiate for, from their competitors. Okay, so you do that in the adverts. What 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 sometimes some people do in um, in the interview process as well to really sell yeah. themselves. Well, the the selling doesn't stop, does it? At no. all throughout the whole recruitment process, as an ongoing selling piece. Yeah. Um, so, well, it's kind of flipping it, and it's asking the candidate to find that out. So, one key question that I sort of advise candidates to ask is, okay, well, you've been at the business x amount of time why is it what have they done to to keep yeah. you engaged there now i know you said sort of asking what does the company do but it's really sort of asking getting the candidate to draw it out of them and how yeah. they sell it um because if you're speaking to a hiring manager that's only been two, there two months okay why did you join this business what was it about it that put them first above everywhere else equally if you've been there six years how are you still there? How are you sort of not losing your mind? And what are they doing <laughs> that's so engaging? Um, so that you're really hearing it from the horse's mouth rather than yeah. just an advert where you're trying to put your best foot forward and so on. You're you're really seeing it. And I think quite a lot of that, um, job interviews now are on Teams. So you can gauge how truthful what they're saying is as well in terms of their body language, their facial expressions, yeah. their tones and everything like that as well. Indeed. Okay, so we've covered sell yourself. We've covered about having a quick and a thorough interview process. To, to, to wrap this up and to wrap up this mm-hmm. episode, what's one more tip you could you could give me and give the audience that would help me recruit more effectively But if yeah. I was recruiting for marketing vacancies? Yeah, so I'd sort of say try to remove preconceived ideas in terms of who your candidates might be from, for example. So... Um, let's take it i keep going towards it in events business more often than they not they want a candidate that has an events um background events industry that's where they want them from however b2b marketing you can have some transferable skills um i mean take me for example i've never done recruitment in my life never even thought about it my background was sales i can use all of my sort of sales skills to bring it into marketing um, and I think that's one thing is try not to be so closed minded in terms of this is what we want, nothing more, only send me that. Maybe sort of sway, have a little look if you're not getting the level of candidates that you're looking for at the moment. I mean, there's no harm in opening your eyes to it. You might find a, a needle in a haystack and uh, and hire that person. They could absolutely fly. Mm. Um and it's also, can you say that everybody within your business has, for example, come from events? Highly yeah. like not. Yeah. Um, you've got to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah, you have a hundred percent. I'm a, I'm a firm believer, like you've like you've said in your example, you've got the right personality traits and soft skills to be successful in recruitment. And I, I guess marketing won't be different than any other industry sets. It will mm. be a lot of preconceived ideas when a hiring manager looks at a CV and says, oh, that person hasn't got this, this, that, or maybe they've moved a couple of times or whatever reason that that might be. But that actual person might have the absolute 100% correct attributes to be successful. So it's moving away from the CV almost. And if you think about this, and um, I guess final question with with hiring managers um, that are more open ones that you're working with how 
are they identifying and assessing transferable skills if they're not on the CB? Like, what are they doing when they meet with people? How are they like working with you in order to to see people from outside of their traditional profile events or whatever it might be? Yeah. So one thing that I tend to ask the hiring managers within the interviews. Okay. So the ideal background is from events. If they don't have events, what are the top three skills? So it's okay. like, okay, email marketing, brilliant. Okay, let's get you somebody from email marketing. That way, when I send the profile over, I'll send a blurb and be like, right, hands up, they're not from events, but they've done email marketing for six years. They've run this campaign. They've done this. They've done this, done this. It's just a completely different industry. Um, now, I'm not saying sort of events that you can learn sort of a click of a finger and it's really easy because obviously it, it might not be. It might be challenging if you're coming from tech or vice versa but fundamentally the role is going to be about campaigns so you're literally just picking them up and putting them into a different industry and different a pot and that's what they've got to learn there so that's one thing that I really try and sort of speak to my my hiring managers about when I'm supporting them straight away okay great well thank you Sophie that um final point there wraps up the podcast thank you very much um for coming on really enjoyed having you on thank you it's great to be here great Okay, so um, next week for everyone tuning in, I'll have my colleague Ed Silipo on where we'll be discussing the benefits of having an effective sales and marketing function. So we really hope you join us all for that one and we'll hopefully see you again next week. So that wraps up another episode of the Recruitment Roundup podcast. Thank you very much for listening to the show, to watching the show. Um, We really appreciate your support. It would be absolutely fantastic um, if you could give us a rating on Apple, on Spotify, give us a review. Um, Any feedback really, really helps and is massively appreciated. So thank you once again for joining us and we will hopefully see you again next week.